Welcome everyone to episode 5-1 of Retro Encounter, where we'll be talking about Terra Enigma. With me is a great cast, uh, Davey Tesnovich. Hey everybody, I'm uh, Davey Tesnovich, Davey Kazi on the boards. Uh, Peter Treisenberg. Hi, I am I Have Fury on the boards. And making his Retro Encounter debut, Jesse Wu. Hi, uh, Jesse. You got my last name right, so congratulations. And I'm I. <laughs> I'm the super dog on the boards. I actually was on the zero episode of Retro Encounter, and oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm finally back. I'm taking it back. This isn't your debut anymore. Mm-hmm. Your, your old news. <laughs> um, and then last, I guess, is me. Um, I'm Josh Curry. Uh, JD Curry on the boards. Um, probably all sick of my voice at this point since I've been on all of them. Uh, but yeah, we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about Terranigma, our oldest game that we have played thus far on the podcast, which you can definitely tell by looking at it. It's a little different than what we've been playing lately. Uh, let's start off with what is everybody's experience with this game? Um, I think for the most part, all of us are new to it, correct? Yep, this is my first time playing through it. Same. I had never even heard of it before. Um, I played and beat this game once a couple of years ago, so it's all pretty foggy to me, but it's got some really memorable moments that stuck with me, too. And if I remember correctly, I think, Davey, you were the person that pushed for this game originally, weren't you? Oh, yeah. I have a, like, kind of a connection with this series, um, the, the, which is the, um, I know I mentioned before the Quintet Heaven and Earth uh, action RPG trilogy for the SNES. But uh, when I was a kid, um, back before my dad died, he got me Illusion of Gaia on the SNES. It was one of those games that I would never really get too far in because I was a little kid and it was kind of hard. But uh, I'd always go back to it like year after year until I finally beat it and like... Just to like a lot of things like the vocabulary in that game, like the way your actions represent uh, your character's motivation and, and the overall plot arc. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. So is that kind of the reason you went back to, or you came to Terranigma a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I, I like Jesse. I had never heard of this. And... It's, I don't think it's ever been recorded, but I actually take great joy in trying to pronounce the game as wrongly as possible, as consistently <laughs> as possible. Um, so it's kind of been like a running joke, so that it was kind of funny that it's like, oh yeah, hey, we're going to do this game too. I'm like, oh, I have, to, I have to learn how to pronounce this. Uh, you could just mis- mis- try mispronouncing it different ways throughout the entire show, see how long you can keep it going. It is surprisingly difficult to be creative every time. Um, yeah, it is. So we could play the survival horror spin-off Terror Enigma. That that sounds like you said the exact same thing of the game that we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> See, like I, I don't know, maybe my ear my ear didn't hear that right, but that sounded like the exact same thing. You know, yeah, I heard it, Davy. Not wrong. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> that makes you feel better. Um. So we'll start with you, Davey, since you've already played it. Uh, how does this match up with what you remember of the game? Um, uh, well, I do remember the beginning being super, like, 
one of my favorite parts. Like the beginning and the end of this game, I feel like were my favorite parts. So uh, it's definitely hit me again, like the way I want it to. And I'm in that same way, like the combat system, like you have a lot of verbs at your disposal or, or kind of a lot. And as you go on, you kind of get used to them and it kind of falls flat. But at the beginning, it's really fun to explore those verbs. So Did you say um, verbs? Verbs, yeah. Like action verbs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. I mean, I never heard that either, but it's not that funny. Um, it's no, more yeah, just... funny because I can just picture Davey shaking his head at me right now. I literally did, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, what about you, Jesse? What are your kind of uh, initial reaction to the game? Uh, well, I was not... I didn't know that it was an action RPG. Uh, so, finding that out... Like, like, when I first found out you could jump, I'm like, oh, that's... That's weird, particularly for a game of this era. Um, yeah, the jump blew my mind. I did yeah. not expect that. <laughs> Yeah, and the first time that you climb on a rope, yeah, exactly. like or a chain, it was just like this. This doesn't seem like this should. This belongs in this game. Yeah, there's a um, you have a lot of sort of freedom of of movement that I was not expecting. Sorry, Davey, you were gonna say something? Oh uh, sure. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, and the jump is cool. The way it interacts with your attack, too, like the way you have a different uh, neutral jump attack and running jump attack, like. It's really versatile. Yeah. More verbs. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's just a series of verbs available to you at all times. You have an expansive vocabulary. <laughs> and verbs <laughs> is the go-to <laughs> word. That's a real thing that you can say about video games, guys. <laughs> I, just... I mean, I believe you. It's just... new to me. <laughs> yeah. That's why um... you're in charge of music. Yeah. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, what about you, Peter? Um, well, I, I I had heard of this game before. Um, it never got a U.S. release, so I'd never play. I never played it until now. And I, but I'd watched um, a Clan of the Grey Wolves videos on it, so I was familiar that I knew it was an action RPG. I knew it had, had kind of some interesting, like world building elements. But other than that. I hadn't real, I hadn't had any real experience with it before now. Well, yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of in the combination of both uh, Jesse and Peter. I I had no idea, um, uh, in large degrees, of what the game was expecting, and I did not actually expect it to be anything like this. Um, <laughs> I what were you expecting? So, legitimately, the first little blue ball thing that you come up to, little beetle thing. Yeah, I repeatedly walked into it. <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> so I was what like, "Is like, why is this screen not blurring out, and I'm not going to an act like a battle system? Like, what is going on?" And then I, I, I walked into it, and I was like, "Well, this health keeps coming down. Like, this is this is really stupid." Yeah. And then um, you'd gone through the whole tutorial about like unlocking, like equipping a weapon. I was like, "Well, that's stupid. Like, my maybe they're not gonna let me go into a battle system because I don't have my weapon equipped." So I jump in my little box. I'm like, pretty sure this is already equipped. I'm like, oh, apparently not. Okay. Jump back out and walk against it like four more <laughs> times. And I was like, oh, this is this is a bad start. 
Holy um, crap. Yeah, so that was uh, really confused because I had found out that you could jump before that. Uh, well, yeah. So I'm jumping like, around, but I can't start a battle. I was like, this is this is probably a little bit more actually than I originally expected. Um, so yeah, a, a very embarrassing start to the game for me. You know, we're talking about doing a even though we're talking about doing a Christmas episode, we should do like an episode where just Josh tries to play random games and we record it. I me making a jerk of myself. <laughs> I would I would be down to watch a stream of that for sure. Since I think every podcast I've been on, like every game, they're like, "Oh yeah, like if you do this, the game's really easy." I'm like, "Wait, what? You can block in this game? What?" Yeah, I can't, I still can't believe you weren't blocking the last story. <laughs> Well, actually, I was blocking in this because I had the same problem. I was trying to attack, and nothing was happening. I was pressing all the buttons. And yeah, and he starts charging up or whatever. Yeah, he, he does. I, I think it's a block. And I'm like, okay, well, do I need... I, I tried to stand, position myself in front of the enemy and, like, block so he would come into me. I'm like, I'm like this is not a very effective strategy, but it's the <laughs> only thing that's happening right now. I like... I, like, just figured out the jumping dash attack thing, and I'm like, wow, that would have made the giant statue enemies so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, I accidentally did that against one of the giant statue guys. And that was that was a nice surprise as well. And that's, it, I feel like I'm just kind of fumbling my way through, which has made the beginning of the game really exciting. Yeah. Because uh, it, it is, I mean, definitely, and I haven't mentioned this before on the podcast, the only games I have played in the last five months have been the games we've covered on this podcast. Um, and this is such a transition to a completely different type of game than we've been playing. Uh, so it, by it, just in and of itself, that makes it fresh for me. And then also, this being something I had zero idea even existed, it, it naturally just has no baggage attached to it. So I, I'm kind of coming in completely blind. So you thought it was just going to be a super short turn-based RPG, like a Dragon Quest clone? Yeah. Wow. And even the art awesome. kind of looks like it, too. Yeah, and to be honest, your character sprite doesn't really give you any distinct impressions. He, he doesn't look he like, like he's like ready Chrono. to fight anybody. Uh, I, I guess a little bit, yeah. See, I, I, I immediately once he gets like woken up at the beginning, and then they're like, oh, you destroyed the Weavers by... Riding on a chicken back or something, and I'm like, oh, okay. And the first thing that went through my head was Naruto. Wow. Oh yeah. Because okay. he's kind of like this like hoodlum kid almost that. Yeah. People seem to think like he keeps talking about being a hero, and that's why like they make you break down the door. And so I, I, that's what kept going through my head is like he kind of has this girl that they have this weird thing. He's kind of a. He seems like he's a hero, but he destroys everything. And it's kind of his fault, so this is where the story goes. So that's what kept going through my mind. So I pictured like a younger kid, right? And then he looks like a little Goku. So yeah, yeah, a little Goku. <laughs> I guess Chrono would also look like a little Goku. Yeah, yeah. They're all in that same general family of Gokus. <laughs> of little Gokus. <laughs> of the five different faces Toriyama can draw. Yeah. Yeah. There and, you go. But yeah, because of. Specifically, the art style that made me assume that it was more of a some sort of turn-based RPG. Um. Okay, so can I ask? Since you guys haven't played Terranigma, I was wondering if you guys have played any other Quintet games. Which uh, I I do have to correct myself from. I think last episode they did do Actraiser, and Actraiser Two, and Robotrack, as well as this trilogy. 
Awesome. So, that means nothing to me, but yeah, awesome. <laughs> so when I saw Quintet, I thought Quinjet, like the <laughs> Avengers airplane. <laughs> uh, I love the world you live in, Jasper. <laughs> so I, I think that's a nice assumption of no. Okay. I I had I have I had played a little bit of Actraiser and Robotrek before, and I, so I was familiar with the company, but nothing not terribly extensive. Those are hella good games. They're, they are really good. Like I was saying before the show, Robotrek was Pokemon before Pokemon was a thing. Yeah, and I and I'm aware of those games, but I never would have known specifically Actraiser. Like I, I know Actraiser, but I never would have known that was by them. I never would have put that together. I didn't know until I just looked it up for the show. Like, I love Actraiser and these games, and I get how they're very similar, but I didn't realize it was legitimately the same developer. It looks like they also did a Godzilla game, and I feel kind of bad for them. I kind of feel bad way. that we're not playing Godzilla right now. <laughs> Godzilla Generations Maximum Impact. First boss, Mothra. That sounds great. Guys <laughs> <laughs> are in the giant monster thing. I love Godzilla. <laughs> uh, 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 no? What? Sorry. I love the idea of Godzilla. I've actually never seen a Godzilla movie. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, my favorite, uh, I guess, Godzilla movie wouldn't even be Godzilla, but it would be um, whatever that movie came out like two years ago. Pacific Rim? Yeah. Hell yeah! That movie yeah. was great. Yeah, I heard that was a Secret Kaiju movie. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, but let's Moving turn on. this back around, yeah. Um, so that's kind of everybody's impressions. Uh, this is a weird game. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot of weird kind of original things, but also just weird. Um, How did you feel the first time you stepped out of the village and the the world map just looks like a nightmare world? <laughs> I was pretty sure I dropped acid. <laughs> right? That that was that was originally the, I I was I think I was eating like something. <laughs> I immediately looked down at my hand and I was like, what am I eating? Like, is this is this spoiled? Was there something in this? Yeah, that was that was odd. And I don't fully get why that is. Yeah, well, the opening the opening cinematic doesn't help really at all. Yeah, with the clock and just can repeat talking about lights and darks and yeah. it's very cryptic. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm fascinated to see where this game goes because there there is so many questions. I mean, even in the intro, at some point it looked like there was like a Wright Brothers plane. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like that. No matter what game this is, that doesn't seem to fit. And then <laughs> you start talking about, like, well, they're in a town, they have a gate that has locked them off into a small town. Yeah. Which now, after he leaves, I understand why nobody's supposed <laughs> to leave town. That's terrifying. Um, lava everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then you have this weird, like, acid trip background, and then there's five towers, and there's just so much weirdness to it. Uh, I'm very interested to see what they do with all of this right well even in the town there's these blue crystal things that like that they had people address 
and you don't know, but they, they don't really explain what they are. They're just kind of there. Well, they say that you can, like, see, see people living their lives if you look into them. They're like a window. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but... it, it's it, it's an interesting game. <laughs> I got to say, for, for what amounts to, like, a Zelda, like a Zelda clone... There's some fairly ambitious concepts at work here. Yeah, definitely. So I actually wanted to talk about it. Do you guys think it's fair to call this a Zelda clone? Mm. I think I think it's fair, although it's not. It's not even though the game's not exactly like Zelda per se. It's still a top-down action RPG where you explore dungeons, and that may, may be yeah. too general to make it like exactly like Zelda. Because the, there have the puzzles, the, what the, what puzzles there have been, haven't been terribly complicated yet. Right. But that's just the impression it gives me. Yeah, and, it's it's more combat focused, and uh, I, I think it would literally fall into the genre of Zelda like. So one of the questions I have then is, and I just happen to not do this. Is there a way to go in the towers in a not specific order? No. So, like, you have to go one, two, three, four, five? Yes, you do. Okay. Yeah, because I just naturally just showed up at the right tower. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, which is really surprising I, for me because I almost always get lost <laughs> in these games. I, I, I tried to explore the overworld a little bit. I think the way the way it's laid out is that you pretty much have to come across the towers in the right order. Okay. Like, it, it looks like there are more ways you can go, but in actuality, you're going to run into, like, a river of lava that it won't let you pass or something. Okay, yeah, because looking at it, it, it gives the impression that it's much bigger than it is. I'm yeah. not sure if that's, like, the curving of the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit, I think. Yeah, you, you actually come, like, if you go north you'll come around and the, the the world will sort of refresh pretty quickly oh really you can wrap around the map well you can't like actually go but you can see like where your village is oh okay okay yeah I, I, cool. I wasn't sure about that um yeah. but it doesn't seem at least from the tower like i don't know if you can actually change up the order but it's not like you acquire anything in the towers that that you need for subsequent dungeons, at least not yet, right? So in that right. in that way, it's very different from Zelda. And and that's kind of where I was getting to is, I feel like Zelda has a very rote. You need to go X Y Z, and at X you need this weapon. At Y you need this, which you're going to get during X. And there's a very you have to have certain items, and you have to find those. And I know we're very early in the game, and that but that hasn't occurred yet. So that's where I'm like, eh. I don't really full, fully feel like it's a Zelda game. Um, well, that's especially true if you consider that the kind of format of progression, because later on, like, it becomes a little more of an open world game, and like you'll have access to like a number of towns that you can like try to develop uh, concurrently with each other. So, it's it's definitely oh, not cool. like a linear progression like Zelda is. Uh, that 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 sounds exciting. Then, um, I like the sound of that. So you're basically saying that <laughs> uh, Terran Egg was was able to do what Zelda's trying to do in 16. Um, a lot of yeah, <laughs> well, a lot of people do uh, hold this up as like uh, one of the tops of the Zelda-like genre. That's not actually Zelda, and I, I kind of have to agree with that. That I like this more than like East 
for example. So See, I don't I don't put East I don't I, I wouldn't put East and Zelda in the same category, but that's just me. So I don't know, maybe I'm being inconsistent with my 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 claims here. That's crazy. The, like the first East games like looked like just like Zelda games. I mean, they played it, different, but yeah, that's the thing. I haven't played the first East game. I have I I have is Salsetta. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah, their identity changed a lot later on, so that's fair. Yeah. So, Davey, you'll enjoy this. I've been thinking about Zelda a lot lately. Um, yeah. And <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe I was thinking of ways to piss you off more. I don't know. <laughs> that, but that's that, that's okay. <laughs> I've gone on record before saying that the best Zelda game ever was Darksiders. Okay. <sighs> I like that game. So, I was thinking about recently, and I think my second favorite Zelda game would be Batman Arkham what? Asylum. <laughs> Actually, I can, I can kind of see you that. Can't, you, can't see me, you can't see me gritting my teeth right now. First of all, that game is fantastic. No matter what you say about it being a Zelda game or not, and it kind of ties with this Terran Enigma, but, but it, it's, there's a loose enough function of there is places you can go, but you need certain tools to be able to advance. And you could also argue that maybe it's it's more of like a Metro, Metroidvania game. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. I f- yeah, that's fair. I if you're going to put it in that Zelda kind of grouping, I feel like that's one of the better Zelda games. So, but we can stop talking about Zelda. Now I'm trying to think of what my outrageous favorite Zelda game is. That's not actually Zelda. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm just gonna take the easy way out and say Okami. I, and I agree, that'd be in my top three of Zelda games. Actually, I'd probably so say like, Brandish. I, I like... Oh, never played that one. Oh my god, Brandish! There's a reason every time I type Brandish, I always do it in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just spelled that way. Uh, no, <laughs> that's another no, game that's I've never heard so of. It's so good. So didn't everybody that get, didn't that just come out like the PSP version or whatever? Yeah, the PSP port just came out like uh, within the past year. <laughs> so everybody's talking about everything but this. But Jesse, oh, I need to hear what your favorite Zelda game is. <laughs> favorite Zelda game? Um, I mean, favorite real Zelda? I mean, I think Zelda stands just as a genre of its own. I don't. Like I don't really see the point in, in this exercise and saying like, well, this thing is also a Zelda game, and this like, Zelda is just Zelda to me. Um, but I really like Okami, so <laughs> yeah. Can't go the easy way out. Okay. Yeah. All right. But so yeah, I I don't know. I'm 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 interested to see how Terranigma progresses because I I can see where the original Zelda, where you're kind of in that town, you're wandering around they don't give you instructions of how everything is done and so you kind of have to figure it out so you have to figure out oh if i cut this this bush it disappears or there might be a coin in it and there's some trappings of that that are similar um but largely thus far i have not felt like it was a zelda game right maybe it's because it has really bad conveyance and it like it doesn't really convey what you need to do well the way the zelda game does yeah, I, they definitely put the Enigma in Terra Enigma in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
That's awesome. But like um, that tutorial where, where they're teaching you, where the, the little what's his face, the little guy. Moo. Zoom. Yeah, him. <laughs> Is his name Zoomafu? Zoom. Oh, uh, we should have. Uh, I can't remember pronouncing his name right. <laughs> it's okay, I, man. I don't know. I'm just so the, I'm, the I'm little just guy that lives in your box. Yeah. Oh, it sounds the so dirty. From Sonic Colors. Oh, what? The Wisp from Sonic Colors. That's what he is. Let's take your words for that. Now. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, like, that tutorial is just like, okay, and here's this thing you can do. You got it? No? Great. And here's this other thing you can do. You got that? No? Oh, too bad. Okay, here's this other thing you can do. It just goes through, like, all the game systems, like, at, like, rapid speed. And I'm just like, can you let me practice? See, and I actually was very happy about that, because a lot of tutorials just can stretch on forever. And so I liked that it. it was like, boom, 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 boom. The only terrible thing I thought was, and that was kind of what screwed me up when, like we were explaining with the blue ball, it says, oh, you need to equip this weapon, and it was doing everything else. Why didn't he equip the weapon for me? Yeah, that was yeah, a little weird. But other than that, I actually enjoyed that he, he, or she, the ball, which is Yomi. I looked it up, Yomi. Yomi, you're right. Yomi was so, like, Yomi. to the point boom 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 you can just move on to the game and enjoy the game so i actually respect that about it i don't mind the brevity so much as i just wish they'd been a little i guess a little clearer it's pretty much just like here's a sorry go ahead like here's a thing you can it says like here's a thing you can do explain really how to do it or why you need to do it like and I'm still trying to figure out like why Majoroks are important. I completely agree. I, that, I, I was going to say that, too. <laughs> like, I know they're for the, the game's magic system, but they're not, they don't tell me anything beyond that. I'm just like, so like, do I eat them? <laughs> Take them to the magic shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, my biggest problem with that was that they didn't tell you that it was basically just a menu. Right? Like, I thought I was yeah. going to go into the box and and have to actually walk around and you know pick up the thing and put it in the in the hole <laughs> this is getting really you know anyways but <laughs> right put the spear in the hole no um <laughs> so it, it it really just amounts to like a different way of doing a menu which is fine um but if you don't know that it's just confusing yeah I, I could see it that way. I just, I think it's, on one hand, I think it's really cool that they kind of try to incorporate the menu kind of into the canon setting of the game in a yeah. weird way. Like, kind of a fourth wall breaking kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it's not the best menu, so I don't have, like, a great deal of affection for it. And, like, super later on, there will be times when you have to change equipment or do something, like... I can't remember specifically, but like you spend a lot of time in there, and it can be kind of annoying. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's great that it builds into the narrative, but the like the number one consideration for a menu should be like working as a menu, you know, like utility. Yeah, yeah. I, I always feel like the best menu is a menu that you almost don't even realize that it's good because you use it so efficiently. Definitely. Um, yeah. So it can be so exterior in the background that it's like, oh yeah, there was a menu. I, I did stuff, but it was it's successful because it, it never gets to the point that it's annoying. Mm-hmm. And I can see like this is really it's a cool idea, 
And I like that they tried to do something else, something different. But I could see in the long run this being very annoying. And like they're like, oh, you pick up the item, you throw it in the hole to get rid of it, and it'll be recycled. And I was like, that there there's so many easier ways to do that. Yeah. Although I feel like in terms of just chapter one, in the way that they're just trying to build upon like the enigma of this setting and the enigma of like <laughs> the genesis of this world. I feel like, like there should be a drinking game for every time you say enigma. <laughs> all right. Uh <laughs> It's not healthy, but um, I, I feel like everything they're doing, like with the dimension box and with the like weird blurring on the world map, like all that stuff is just like to try to get that weird feeling from the player. That's really the opposite of what Zelda always tries to do, which which is to show you like the path you need to walk on to beat the game. In in fairness, the original Zelda didn't do that. No, you're, you're right. And that's the best Zelda. I thought we agreed that Darksiders was the best Zelda. The best Zelda with the name Zelda. No. And I, I, and it, I, I, th- waker, Daddy. Yeah, I, I think this Sorry. is one of those things that, like you can definitely see the age in that. Yeah. Like, like, my childhood was always video games. Like, you just banged your head against a wall, but you were so young that you didn't know better, so you'd spend hours doing something. And... Be fine with it. Yeah, right. be fine with it, and you'd yeah. be willing to go through all sorts of hell to be able to do it, and then you'd mm-hmm. come back and play it a second time because now it's fun. Because now I know what to do, and mm-hmm. I f- I can see some of that trappings here where it's like there is ambigu- ambiguity to it. Ooh, there's a word to Am- it. Ambiguity. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I mean, that was actually a feature of like older game design, right? Like make it really hard, yeah. make it so you can't figure it out, so the game would last longer and you wouldn't have to put more content in. Yep. And that's kind of a carryover from arcades, too, where they were trying to get you to put more money in the machine. Yeah. yeah. And, and I can definitely see that where the, where it, it doesn't hold your hand. And I, I think back then we expected more from the player. Yeah. Um, both, both we were saying with the conceits of we wanted to stretch out longer, but then also everything else, I feel like video games just as a whole were so much harder. And I, I can definitely see that in this. And that that's the most interesting step going from the last story, which is only a couple years old and it, it is much more handholdy. it's that new game design and then switching to this where this is classic game design this is this is the super nintendo like this is this is life breaking like this this <laughs> this this was used to make sorrow in your life like this, right. this this could be really hard and i can already see where like this there's parts of this game i, I would not be surprised that gets very very difficult yeah maybe I don't really remember that specifically. <laughs> I, well, I also remember last time, I don't know if I'm going to do this this time, but last time I like 100% of the game, like I got all my towns up to like full development and stuff and did all the side quests and whatnot. So maybe I was like o- OP. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Ooh, which speaking of which, I am happy there is a leveling system. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, like you said, it, you could definitely make a case for this being more of a metroid type game than a zelda type game because there is like well metroidvania with leveling i guess yeah man those terms just are bad for describing games in general i think you want um, egovania i think that's I think the I new want, term for it i think i want rpg i think it's got like more rpg elements that make it not feel like zelda which is like Actually, you know what game it kind of reminds me of now that i think about it um, Dark Cloud, the original Dark Cloud. Because hmm. you know what, that was a, that. 
I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just <laughs> um, well, I was say that was a game that was when it was first coming out, it was touted as being like Sony's Zelda killer or whatever, oh, yeah. you know, industry hyperbole, blah 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 blah. But then you when you actually play it, it's it's more focused it's way more focused on the town building stuff, and it's a lot of right. fun. But it's, I wouldn't really compare it to Zelda and beyond anything other than the protagonist is kind of green. Yeah, and I was yeah, going to say I'm really happy you brought that up. Like That's a really good line to draw between these games and like a, a slightly more modern games, it's Dark Cloud. It's really astute. Mm-hmm. Dark Cloud was always a game I desperately wanted to play. Oh, I'm, it's so good. Yeah. I'm very disappointed that I always I missed Dark Cloud 1 and 2. Both I don't have my copy anymore. I kind of Awesome. Next month, um, future future your podcast. Don't promise anything. Uh, yeah, he's got to <laughs> Although, hey, if I, you guys I'll want to see us play Dark Cloud, write in and tell us about it. Like, tell us you want to see Dark Cloud. We will do that. No, don't do that. Well, Josh, shut up, Josh. Josh, Josh. <laughs> we, yeah. we, enc- we encourage this. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. I guess to give my general impression, I'm really enjoying the game thus far. Because um, it has been a series of just surprises. Um, I know it's again. It sounds really stupid, and I saw the level one sitting up in the top corner. But you don't have that nat. Like I don't. I don't remember any like experience popping off when you kill people. No, it doesn't. And so I was like. Oh, we're we're in the tutorial. Like nothing's going to happen. This must be like tied to, like I complete this tower, I gain a level, or I complete this side quest, I'm gonna gain a level. And so all of a sudden, I was like, oh, level level two, and, I was, and then the guy gives his like little like, yeah. And I was like, this is awesome. Okay. <laughs> the game really wants you to know what um stats are getting increased though, because that yeah. that that level up is take can take takes like a full minute before it's done. I love that though. I want to know I'm stronger. To be fair, it is more satisfying if you pay attention, because it's usually, like, by one or two. So when you get two, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that, that again, it's just one of those things that's, like, coming in with a certain impression about the game and having almost all of those kind of come, like, be completely different. It, it's been an enjoyable experience thus far. I can't I can't stop laughing every time I think about you just walking into like what you assume is a dragon quest slime be like, alright, let's fight. Yeah. What's, going on? Man, what's up? I <laughs> fight. I almost died in my first encounter. <laughs> that would have really sucked. I don't think you guys would have ever let me live that down. It's <laughs> okay. I didn't um, say we're it, barely but... gonna let you live this down. <laughs> If this is the worst that pisses people off, and that's the reason they want me to be no longer on the podcast, then they haven't been listening hard enough to what I say, typically. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you've already insulted like everyone's favorite games. I try. But actually, it's nice that your health will regenerate you know, over time. Like it, When you figure out what you need to do, it's not a terribly difficult game, at least not yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. You can you, you yeah, can easily run away from anybody that you're fighting, basically. Yeah. And then is the health tied to seconds or is it tied to steps? I don't know. 
I think it's tied to seconds, as I, but yeah, don't quote me on that. Because I, I was kind of always in a state of motion. Yeah. And well, it seemed like maybe it went a little faster if you were in motion. I don't know. A, I guess that's kind of this game's strength. It's like you're always moving. You're always like ready to attack. And it's, it doesn't play like Zelda at all, like in that way. Like you're always on the move, jumping and sliding and like doing all sorts of weird stuff. Like climbing yeah, up the side of a tower. Yeah. Yeah, that was, man, that tower was so cool looking. Like on the outside, it looked like you were climbing Magus's tower. But again, it screwed me up because I was I could not find where that window was. <laughs> I went back oh, down to the yeah. first floor, I went to the second floor, and I was like, alright. So, th- we'll just say that this game overall has been very embarrassing for me. Yeah. It's not, it's not but a good go of things, yeah. Um, but yeah, once I figured out, I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. That makes much more sense. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. What? No, nothing. Dead. So, uh, how do you guys feel about the uh, like the weird little scenes you get when you clear a tower? Like, uh, what do you think those are trying to communicate to you? Because this game does like almost like a yeah they're they are pretty trippy. <laughs> everything in this game is pretty trippy, um, but this game kind of does like the Dark Souls thing like show don't tell like they'll rarely tell you about what's going on but they'll give you like a weird really pretty like pixel piece of art to look at and they'll be like stuff happened think about it man. So I I didn't actually feel like the end of the towers were that confusing because you're just unlocking the world, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, here's this weird green blob. Let's stare at it for a couple seconds. Oh, that's a part of the world. Oh, yeah, in the end, it's continent coming back. That's right. right. Yes, hey, you've unlocked Eurasia. Yeah, you're... You're building a world again. Um, which opens again. It opens more questions than it gives any sort of answers. Because you don't step out the door and like show up in Africa. Sure. Like where where is this Africa you're speaking of? Right. Well, the the bigger thing is where are you in that town? Like where yeah. where does that exist? I think it's, yeah, it's I so abstract. It's like beneath the surface of the earth, right? That's what at least that's what it seems like. Yeah. That I think that's what we're supposed to assume. That's that's weird. Which then I got like this weird, almost like Fallout vibe, or like any of those like kind of post-apocalyptic worlds where the world was destroyed, so we had to go into a bunker, and we've just kind of stayed here because everything screwed up there. And then oddly enough, if you open a box, you can rebuild the world. We'll, we'll not touch on that. But it seems like they've almost like hunkered down and just like we're gonna be here where we're safe. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like I said though, that 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 brings brings up the questions of like, why was the the world above destroyed? Why does this box fix it? Like, there's a lot there that kind of remains unanswered. Yeah, Breath of Fire Five did that too, where it was like all of the world above is screwed up, so every all of humanity had to like move underground, and it kind of left you hanging, wondering why. 
I just want to hug you every time you bring that game up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to steal Josh's thunder and, and piss off every all of our listeners for myself. Breath of Fire 5 is the only good Breath of Fire game. I oh. Thank you. I have to oh, agree no. with you as well. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna that is hands down the best one. Uh, uh, it's so good. It's, it's, okay, it's that's fine. So everyone hates it, but it's so good. That's fine to say that it's good, but not that it's the only good one. Uh, okay, maybe well, I'm being a little hyperbolic, only, but... It's the only great one. It's the uh, only one worth playing? Uh, Breath of Fire is 1 through 4 are are fine... Yeah, yep, that's exactly traditional how RPGs. It. Traditional RPGs with one kind of interesting hook with the dragon transformations. Yep, yep. that is not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, teach their own guess. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, well, maybe not for like the era, but trying to go back and play some of those old Breath of Fire games, like they don't wear their age as well as some RPGs of that vintage do. I played Breath of Fire three like two years ago. It was great. It was amazing. That was that was two years ago, though. Yeah. That's okay. A long time. I played the first one. I played it originally like ten years ago. Yeah. When Peter was just a wee child, I'm gonna throw that out, to Peter. Yeah, to, Peter was probably still in school. Ad hominem attack on I was, Peter. I was eleven. Thank you. <laughs> um, which I, I guess is a you bring up an easy, a good compliment to Terranigma is I actually think it's aged pretty well. Yeah. Some of the cutscenes oh, yeah. are a little weird. I like it. Um, bro, I actually think it's it's aged pretty decently. It kind of, it kind of gives me like a Stanley Kubrick vibe. Vibe. In what way? Like, uh, that like, really kind of like trippy, out there atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two thousand one, a space odyssey. Like, hey, check out this weird stuff, dude. Think of it. I think that's the other reason that I was thrown by this game because I'm pretty sure you sold this game as a steampunk game to me. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was talking about Steambot Chronicles. No, I, I think that was you. <laughs> so, oh, well, to wake up to little Goku, I was like, oh, this is not steampunk. Are you talking about how you end up helping out like Benjamin Franklin and Alexander Graham Bell and the Wright brothers? Because nope. all of that happens in this game you guys are playing right now. Wait, what? I swear, yeah, that's a real thing. Like, you help, like, found New York and stuff. I'm calling BS on all of this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's fair. There's not, many, there's not many RPGs that take place in, like, the real world. Yeah, on Earth. Like our world. And they call it Earth. That's... Yeah. That's honestly why, one of the reasons I think uh, The World Ends With You is one of the best RPGs of the last couple of years. Oh, I still need That's to beat one. that. Um, I haven't played that one. I want to. Because it's it's so easy for the knee-jerk reaction to be like, this is high fantasy or this is this is low fantasy. But it's always fantasy. There's some sort of elves. There's so, some sort of magic, which just has magic because of the little rock things. But it to have it grounded in something that you can relate to, I think... In some ways, that's almost, I think, why Final Fantasy VII has such a staying power, is it's a little bit more grounded in something that you can understand. Um, yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, and so I, I do agree. I, th- I think it, it, it's interesting to have it on Earth, that you're rebuilding places that you can recognize. 
um, Illusion of Gaia is like that too. Like you'll go to different wonders of the world, and it'll, it'll be like a weird, uh, like cultish or philosophical explanation behind that place. Like you'll go to the like Easter Island statues and like the Nazca lines, and from the Nazca lines, you like flip under this weird upside down platform in the sky that's invisible from the ground. Like that's, you, you lost me there. <laughs> Dude, that this this whole series is hella weird, and like num- number two, Illusion of Gaia is kind of just about exploring the wonders of the world, and like it's also about the separation of Pangaea. But Pangea? um, yeah, it's Pangea. Is it okay, Pangea? Pangea I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Retro encounter. We can speak the words. Thank, thank you, Jesse. <laughs> And then, um, Soul Blazer, you're, like, specifically, if I remember correctly, the disciple of a god. And, like, he sends you down, like, hey, I have to rebuild this world. Go collect some souls and turn them into organisms. Or, not even organisms, just, like, things. It'll, like, kill a room of guys and it'll be, like, you unlock the soul of a house. And then there's a house inside. Okay, the soul of a house. <laughs> what? I guess that's sort of, like, Shinto, so everything has a soul. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that actually really disappointed me was that, you know, they say that all the monsters in the towers are, like, the souls of people that that became corrupted, and once yeah. once you defeat them, they'll become human again. So I actually went back to the first tower after I beat it, like, expecting to see people. And, oh. You know, they were, oh. they were still monsters. So was, I, that I would didn't, have been super cool. That was super cool. I didn't interpret it that way. I ter- interpreted it. As by killing them, you were unfreezing the people that were back in the town, like they were regaining their souls. And that's why, like, people, what you like slowly unfreeze it, that town. Oh, okay. That that, that uh, that's how I, like, I agree. Like that, I I was disappointed in the regard. I was hoping that everybody that you killed would pop out a little bubble. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um. But yeah, that that's kind of how I interpreted it. Was that's why you're unfreezing people is because you're regaining their souls, and they've lost their souls, and that's why there's monsters there. And by killing them, you're releasing it. I like how that um, kind of afterlife thing kind of reflects how it works in Final Fantasy X as well. Like that's kind of how fiends work. Yeah, yeah, that is, that's it's almost exactly. Yeah. Um, and that, that kind of also ties together. Like, uh, I think one of the weavers specifically says this, where if you go and talk to everybody, one of them was like, uh, "I don't know why, because I don't remember anything, but I know that you saved me." Oh yeah, that's L. That's your your girlfriend or whatever. L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, that was kind of one of those things that was like, oh, that there was that yes. kind of came through by you killing them. Like they were able to see that, perceive it. Like some sort of so, consciousness. Oh. Yeah, they're they're aware of your actions because of that. So yeah, that, this game does some weird right. implications. Yeah. yeah. It seems as plausible uh, as anything else that's happening in the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of disappointed that my girlfriend's a little blue rock that's been rolling around, but sure. Yeah. Hey, it's... it's we're not normative. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Check your privilege. <laughs> 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 um, and I, I know TV. Since we're kind of getting into the weeds of like souls and whatnot, I know you had wanted to discuss how this 
at least the early part of the game kind of reflects the book of Genesis. Um, no, yeah, I just like wonder if well, that's kind of like specifically what you're trying to do, right? Like every time you bring back one of these lands, like uh, you're just trying to like rebuild the earth, and then like I don't know, like I was wondering at first when they started showing those cutscenes because the first one is just like a mountain, and then the second one is just like a river, mm-hmm. but uh. So you're saying, like, day one right. was the land, day two was... Yeah, but, well, first of all, that's not the way that goes. <laughs> and second of all, <laughs> I actually I actually forgot about the short segment at the end where it just shows the continent appearing on the map, which, honestly, at first I didn't even realize was, was related. I was like, okay, there's a mountain. Oh, and I guess we have North America now. Cool. <laughs> like, I wasn't connecting those two for some reason, so, No. That's I, I was being insane, like usual. So, I, I I can kind of get what you're saying though, because there there is so much talk about light and dark. They yeah. they literally at the end of the intro say God and either yeah. Satan or the devil. God and the devil, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so the, there definitely is. There's this fight between good and evil, and then you 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 add in the fact that you are recreating the world in essence. So I I can see where that's coming from. I think the two forces are more like creation and destruction than good and evil because I think it's just about like the existence of life or the absence of life. Right. Yeah. I, I, and I think that's kind of representative of the world you're in. And I think that's why like everything is just like, like there's nothing alive down there. There's like demons to kill and nothing else outside of that little tiny village in which there's like a dozen two dozen people at most like that's just a weird world like i said like there's some pretty strange implications and like unfortunately i think for a long time after the first chapter it takes a while to get back to it because you rebuild like the world like the entire world from the like and it's weird to like represent the work of a god in such a way like this god had to go to these five towers and kill some demons to save some little blue balls wait so you're saying ark is a god i i i don't think he's like literally a god in their world but i think through these actions he's like going to end doing the work of god he sort of represents creation so like, or something he's a prophet yeah, exactly. yeah. okay so I'm just going to do this because it's on Wikipedia, so I, I feel like it's fair game at this point. Um, so this really, really confuses me, and now this this brings up a really good point. Um, <clears throat> so they, they kind of talk about exactly what we're talking about, the fight between uh, God and the devil, um, the antagonism between the two. Uh, the conflict culminated in a final battle in Antarctica off the surface world. However, neither of the two forces were victorious. The continents of the surface world submerged into the sea, and the underworld was sealed away. So, if we're going again with saying that... So, are we in hell then? Um, in chapter one? Well, we're in the underworld, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I don't think, I don't think this game is like really going for a, like Judeo-Christian kind of lore. Right. But whatever you would call like the underworld. Wait. So is everyone there dead already? That's kind of what I'm going with. Oh. Wow. Oh. 
And then that goes that goes back to then saying that you truly are rebuilding everything. You're rebuilding civilization because in that fight, the world was lost because it was put into the sea, which we're re-raising the continent, so that makes sense. But since we're not personally under the sea, that means we're in the underworld, so that means that everybody there is dead. Well, I don't think... The, I think it's like the underworld, like the subterranean world, right? Like okay. at, at the center okay. of the earth. That's so I, how I I should be divorcing it. the underworld from the devil. Those shouldn't I mean, be considered the same thing. I'm not going to try and speak for <laughs> this story <this laughs> at this point. I mean, the I mean the the image the imagery is definitely there, even though that's not what's yeah. literally happening. You can still draw parallels. So. Yeah, I guess you could you could perceive that either as hell or a literal underworld. Like it could represent either of those things. Yeah, it's hey, just the way it looks. If nothing else, I'm I'm really interested to see how all of that plays out. Uh, and I I think it will. I am guessing this game will not be very heavy-handed with what it's trying to say, so I think it will lead to a very good discussion as well. Yeah, definitely. The The weirdest stuff that... Well, it, it does do some heavy-handed stuff with, like, c- the civilization, like, the society building. But as far as, like, the lore and the core plot development goes, it's it has a very light touch. Yeah, and that's, that's actually legitimately what I'm most excited for. Is yeah. to kind of see where some of this more lore goes yes um so do we want to talk about where we expect the story to go to insanity <laughs> we can try I, I i have to agree with davy originally that this is basically something that i don't think we'll be able to guess but i am super excited to hear your guys' opinions so go ahead jesse i mean <laughs> yeah i don't know that like it's kind of a futile exercise right like everything is sort of defied my expectations so my only prediction is that it's going to be crazy what about you peter i'm i i like i think you guys have said it i don't think we can really predict exactly where where this whole thing is going to go i think it's i think it's got a really interesting premise and i'm really curious about where it takes it so i have two small ones I think one of them's super easy. Uh, there, there's so much talk about the fight between the god and the devil. I think a really easy assumption is to say, "Hey, we fight the devil at the end." Um, I mean, I mean, it is a JRPG, but because I always like throwing these weird twists in there, I would also like for us to kill God in the end. Yeah. Because for there to be Still evil, there has to be good. And you could yeah. say that the fight between those two is what put them in the situation that they're currently in. So for you to fully emerge from this and start anew, you need to end that struggle. And for there to be one, the other one has to exist. So you have to take both out. Um, since I know what happens next, I'm going to like just tell you guys after chapter one, you go to a mountain and fight some animals. Because you need to unlock some mammals. Mammals or animals? Ma- mammals. <laughs> okay. So you could talk. Build the world more. Something, I mean, something yeah, actually, that I. Sorry, David, what were you going to say? No, I, I, I actually, I think it might be birds first. Okay. That makes sense. It should be reptiles it? and birds. No, it doesn't oh, okay. make any sense. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am, and I am curious about how the box is going to come back into play, right? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I first thought of, right, is like opening 
Pandora's box, right? So is that yep. probably going to have was, to come back, right? Definitely. That was exactly what I thought, too. But that's kind of ironic because you, you're supposed to open Pandora's box and it's supposed to lead to destruction. And in this regard, at least at the beginning, it's leading to creation. It doesn't... doesn't want to tell. True. Doesn't Yom doesn't Yom mean like darkness or evil or yeah. something in Japanese? Too? Yeah, I mean, Google Translate. Darkness. Isn't it like ever present or something? I know fighting game players say Yomi when uh, someone makes a call based on a prediction and it works. Because okay, I might be thinking of Yami. Is uh... no Yomi is a type of demon? I think like yeah. blood rain curse the Yomi. <sighs> oh, okay. Google Translate translated Yomi to Yomi. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, fighting Thanks, Google. Thanks, Google. That was that was super helpful. Um. Yeah, I. It's also kind of with like just sim symbolism. Uh, you're recreating. You're making sure that there's life. I, I feel like the name Ark. That I thought of yeah. was Noah and Noah's yeah. Ark. That, yeah, that's definitely. Pro I almost I guarantee that's an intentional choice. And that that really struck me once. Davey's like, "Oh, you're gonna save some birds." And I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna save two birds." <laughs> <laughs> but is he Russell Crowe? <laughs> this is an important distinction to make. Russell Russell Crowe always be a Roman gladiator to me. See, I, I watched um the Russell Crowe Noah movie very very recently. That movie is way underrated. It 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 it, it goes places i'm not accepting your opinions on other media after what you said about breath of fire <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so I'll, if you I'll, could just I'll, hang I'll up now for, peter because we can't trust any of your opinions anymore can I just well, ask, I mean, what's, your, what's your favorite breath of fire jesse three and i've never played five so you know oh so you just haven't been educated the to the brilliance then it could that's uh, very possible but I don't think that it, anything that would play in it would make me say that three is a bad game or that it's. Did you play four? Okay, I, I did play four. Yeah, I don't think yeah. any of them are bad. I think five is the only interesting one. Uh, you said the only good one. Uh, only one worth playing. Well, I think is the one. He, is what he said. Anyways, he said good. <laughs> I just want to point I'm, out that. I'm just... I'm it's, just trying to pull a Josh. In Spanish, if you take yo, me, it's I, my. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I'm, I'm just futzing around with Google Translate now. <laughs> Why? It's, I love that, that this is what your life has become. Because it, it's open. Um, so on a completely tangent from that, um, did you guys change Ark's name? No. No, that's just because I stick to the default. Yeah, I never do that. Yeah, I I very heavily against ever changing anybody's name. So I, I would say I think if I did change his name, it would have been something stupid like Mr. P Pants. <laughs> Quality, profit, Mr. P Pants. <laughs> it has a ring to it, doesn't it? Uh, that's not. I can't remember. Mike named Titus something in Final Fantasy X. That was so... We probably shouldn't say on air. Yeah, it was so bad that we couldn't even say it on air. Which wow. I, I thought was awesome. 
it was really funny though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. I always feel that if there's some sort of character name that the developers wanted, even if they give me the choice, I always have such a like. I, I really, really hate changing the names. You know, on the, no, I will say that was one of the things that pissed me off the most when I told you the first time I played the last story I used an undub. Um, they changed like everybody's freaking name in that localization. Yeah, they did. That drives me nuts. Like, why? It's a it's a proper noun. Like, I don't even. Do those nouns do verbs? Um. Yeah. They slash. Then they go into cover. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I. I. But I, I also go to the point that I will actually look up. Like, if there literally isn't a name for that person, I'll look up and try to find something that developers at one point said. Oh, yeah, like Persona. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I just use my name, then. Uh, if, there, like, Skyrim, where there's... Then I'll, I'll, I'll put my name, or I'll do, like, a creative name that would seem to fit for that well, place. It also depends if, like, it's a game where you're literally playing that role. Like, if I feel like I'm literally going to be making the decisions and stuff, and it's... It, then I'll name it my name. But if it's just a character in a story, then yeah. they should have their own, own name. That's the weird. Only, the only exception to that is I only accept Charlie Chinoku as the main character for Persona 4. What? Oh, uh, man. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, Giant Bomb did this huge, um, like, 100-episode Let's Play of it, and they... Called him Charlie. I wanted to call him Charlie Tuna, and they made it more Japanese, so they called him Charlie Tunoku. <laughs> and that has always stuck with me. What? So even though he actually has a real name now, I can't. I, he'll never be you. He's 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 Charlie Tunoku. Okay. See, I remember when I, when I played Persona 4 for the first time, and I couldn't fit my whole last name in there, so I just ended up calling my character Peter Treason. So everyone oh. was addressing me. It's kind of a badass to... way to fucking change <laughs> your name into a roleplay game. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Most of these worlds, there's, I mean, they're living in some sort of underworld right now. If they're like, "Hey, Josh," I'm like, "Yeah, I feel like Josh doesn't belong here." <laughs> yeah, it's okay. fair. It's fair. As always, we've gotten super sidetracked. Um, why don't we kind of give our uh, closing thoughts, unless anybody has something they want us to talk about? I just wanna, I just wanna make sure at some time we have Josh Curry plays horrible games stream. Like I'm not joking about that, Josh. <laughs> I feel like at this point you should be able to understand that I can make any game seem like I think it's horrible. <laughs> Okay, well that's perfect. Well, plenty of content. Yeah, we can start with like Dark Souls because that's a crappy game. Oh, we can move oh. on to like I don't know. Supposedly Breath of Fire Three is really terrible too. Something about Breath of Fire Three. I have to get this off my chest. I have okay. a sore spot for any game that puts you through an arc where you have to be a child, in which you're just like the normal version of that character, but you're dumb and a child. Like, I hate that. That's never fun to me. Well, you don't like, like Dragon Quest Time. 5? Like, screw... What? Dragon... You don't oh, like I Dragon don't... Quest 5? 
I never played oh, that. That game has that game has a great childhood arc because your dad dies. Spoiler Tales spoiler. of <laughs> get out of here with that child arc. I spend the grade every time to skip the child arc. Like for the record, Davey. In whatever series we have of me playing terrible games, you know what the last game has to be in that, right? Green of Time? No. <laughs> Lost, Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey. Oh, man. Good. At least at least two people got it. <laughs> that should be that should be that should just be a, a new feature in RPG fan. Like we'll run that by um John and Tucker. We'll just be like, yeah, we need to do a new series called Josh Plays Your Favorite Game. No, it should be Josh shits over everything that you love. <laughs> Um, at every anime con I go to, they always do a panel called Your Favorite Anime Sucks, where people are just like, this is my favorite anime, and they reply with, here's why it's bad. Yeah. So, Josh could do that. Yeah. I'm sure I'll get lots of fans from doing that. <laughs> um, yes. My favorite anime is just too easy. Like, anytime someone, I say, like, what, what, here's why your favorite anime sucks. My favorite anime is Death Note. All they have to say is season two. Oh, wah wah. Yeah, that was a fun <laughs> I'm gonna try to get this back one more time. Do you, anybody have no. anything they want to talk about about Terradigma? Because otherwise, Davey, why don't you give me your wrap of thoughts? Um, I think it's really clear that this is like a high-level, late-end SNS game, and it's like really pleasant to look at and like half the OST is really good so like an audio visual thing it's really nice for a retro game uh, it's fun it's fun it's just general to, it's fun to move around and hit stuff with a with a stick yeah that's how I that's how I feel about it it's always better when you hit things with sticks what about you Peter it's very pretty like yeah. as, as, a, as a Super Nintendo game goes like I would put this up in like the upper echelon of 16-bit games and i really like the overworld music yeah like the second i walked into the village i'm just like oh yeah this is good and And then yeah like i said interested to see where it goes anyway sorry i was just gonna say once again i I muted the game oh man you (laughs) have to do that you have to before you move on to the next chapter you have to listen to the overworld music because it's really good it's just that you you can go Go ahead. ahead I was going to say it's that meaty... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going! Okay. It's that meaty, um, you know, that 16-bit sound that just totally brings you back that a lot of people try to replicate now, but they're doing it with, like, higher-quality sounds, which doesn't really... Like, it's not the same. Uh, I I, I honestly muted it because Mike and Marcos aren't on here, so I figured I wouldn't be outnumbered 3 to 1. Wow. About... People only wanted to talk about music, so I thought I was safe. Apparently, I'm not. <laughs> I think outside of that, you, you one will never track, be safe. You can probably be safe muting like the rest of what you played so far, because like the dungeon music is pretty bad. Yeah, although I like listening to him flail with his sword spear. Yeah, that's what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about you, Jesse? What What do you think? Uh, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, it's, it's defying all of my expectations, or or maybe I just didn't have expectations, so everything is new and fresh. And I also like that it's like I can seems like I can play it in short chunks, you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of easy to pick up and play. So yeah, 
Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's more so than... I think it's more because it's an action RPG. It feels like I can play just a short period of time and be done with it. Yeah. Whereas, like, uh, Final Fantasy X is a really good example. I felt like I had to sit down for hours. And, like, when I was playing Last Story, I literally played it in chunks of, like, six hours. Um, and that far when I've done this, it's been, like, 15, 20 minutes. And then there's been a couple longer sessions, but it's it's been nice to kind of have that refreshing kind of take on how you're playing the game. Um, for me personally, beyond anything with the game, which I, I actually, I'm, I'm liking the game thus far, I'm much more excited because I feel like this will have, this, this game is going to generate really good conversations. Um, and so I'm really interested to see kind of our take on what's actually going on and trying to kind of unpack what is really happening at the core of the yeah. story. So, I'm excited to make Ben Franklin jokes. I still, I, I'm calling BS on that. I, I, <laughs> Dog. No, it, no, no. That that's almost as bad as me saying in Trails that the dad was going to be the main character. What that? You mean the, the main, main villain? villain? Yeah, the main <laughs> villain. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, which I still am convinced in games two and three he is. Wow. Nobody's yeah, ever going to convince me otherwise. <laughs> Maybe when Cold Steel comes out this year, we can confirm that. Oh, yeah, that's in the same timeline, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm actually really curious about that game, even though, because it looks like it fixes most of my problems with um, Charles in the Sky's combat. If they just sped up the combat, that's like the only thing that game needed for me. Oh, oh. come full circle. Side oh, note, yeah, that, is, that is my one complaint about Terran Nengba, is I think he walks too slow. Dude, just hold the just run hold, button down. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah, once I figured out that there was a run button, I'm just like, oh wait, I, I never let go. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I move. Did, I didn't know there was a run button. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Uh, see, yeah. Yep. And on that note, we are going to end the podcast before I embarrass myself further. Um, that yeah. You, you, of course, are listening to Retro Encounter. That is episode 5-1. Where we talked about Teradingba and lots of other things instead of Teradingba. Um, Teradingdong. Terracotta. Tamagotchi. Terracotta pie. Hey, Terracotta pie. As always, you can send emails to retro at rpgfan.com. You can uh, voice your thoughts on the boards. Uh, Davey has that wonderful Facebook thread somewhere you can uh post on rpg fans facebook um you can always contest contact most of us through twitter i know you can't davy do uh peter and jesse do you guys have twitter accounts yep uh mine's the same as my username at i have fury uh yeah mine is at woo goes there w-o-o i thought it i thought it was gonna be at woo there it is (laughs) (laughs) that would have been a good one too um, and then, as always, I'm uh, at JD Curry. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening. We really appreciate your continued support. Um, as always, you can go on to iTunes and review. That helps us go up higher in the listings so that other people can enjoy it as well. Um, but that is going to do it for this podcast. Uh, until next time. <laughs>